rather... I want Cameron to hear this, so we're recording now. James? James? Get ready, because the critique of a lifetime's coming. Get ready, because here I come. What song is that? Um, uh, that's gotta be for a commercial. Ready, here I come. Is it the... So get ready. Get the ready. temptations get ready. Getting ready. Here I come. Okay, anyways. Avatar. The blue people movie. Mm-hmm. The blue aliens. I'll have a temptations it, tangent in a second, but go with your Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have to go here because I already forgot what I was talk what I was going to say, <laughs> and I'm just gonna start talking and assume yeah. that I'll get there You'll eventually. Get there. Yeah. The first movie came out in 2009, which was already far, like much farther in the past than I thought Mm -hmm. by about three years. I thought it came out around 2012, 2013. Right. But no, it came out in 2009. Yep. I was barely in high school. I watched that movie in theaters. And I remember enjoying it. And I remember nothing else. I so I just watched it for the first time like a week ago. I told you this, which over is text astounding you, to me. Yes, yeah. I th- I think I saw you physically do a backflip over text. It was uh, <laughs> crazy. Um, it's like what? <laughs> but it is one of those movies. It's like you know now it's because of like the Avengers movies and stuff. It's no longer like the most successful movie of all time, but it's right. in the like top five. Yeah, it has to be the most successful cultural thing to ha- leave zero cultural zero impact. none like i know people like the movie and i know right. that people still dress up as navi for like comic-con and comic cons and stuff like that but in terms of its story and because the story is just pretty unoriginal and like you know whatever yeah. like everything is a retelling of something else that's not new that's not a uh that's not like a novel thing but it's just like I in terms of like people talking about the movie itself, like I hear people talk about, oh, the Pandora looks beautiful and it does. It looks gorgeous in the movie, even today by today's standards. You know, the yeah. Navi CGI is, sometimes is pretty bad, but <clears throat> the like actual planet looks gorgeous. Yeah. But I never hear people talking about that movie whatsoever. Like it gets referenced. Like, have you ever heard anybody say that it's their favorite movie either? No. Right? It's like, it's so wild. Yeah. And it, now they're making four more of them. Four more of them, yeah. 13 years later. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I was having this conversation with uh, my other podcasting cohorts. The boys. The boys, the dudes. And they are just very convinced that the next one this that's coming out, I think like literally today as we're recording... Um, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Is like going to do like gangbusters. And I'm just like, really? I think it'll do okay, but I don't think it's going to be this like cultural phenomenon that even the first one was. Like, I just don't think that it's. And they're like, oh, don't bet against Cameron. I'm like, I don't think James Cameron means anything to a lot of people. Like, I think there are some people who like Avatar, who James Cameron means a lot to, or people who like Titanic that James Cameron means a lot to, but I don't think as a wide movie going audience, I don't think people are like, Oh, Cameron's involved. <laughs> Buddy, we got to go. I just don't think it works like that with him. I I'm trying to remember why the first, why the avatar movie was so, was like such a, thing when it first came out Mm -hmm. it was so popular yeah like everyone saw it it almost changed home like television technology like 3d tvs were almost a thing because of avatar strictly because of Avatar. it didn't and like happen but oh yeah right (laughs) but and i remember too that like man like i feel like i remember part of it being like you know, you do, we don't often see a lot of science fiction movies that aren't also, um, well, this is this is tough. 
Because I was going to say like science fiction movies that aren't also war movies, but mm-hmm. Avatar is also kind it of a, a war movie. It is movie. a war movie, yeah. Yeah, it is a war movie. But I are, I guess maybe don't have to see science fiction movies that are like, okay, not only can we empathize with the alien, mm-hmm. but like we like the alien. Right. We think the alien's hot. We have a sex scene with an alien that was shown on a giant IMAX screen and everybody was into it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, I, I don't know of any other like science fiction movie that is like, that isn't like, oh, othering, it's scary, it's, we have to fight it, mm-hmm. we have to whatever. Like the actual aliens themselves in Avatar are very relatable and likable. Mm-hmm. But like consider, in a sexy way. Because consider... like E.T. is likable, but he's not sexy. Well. Well. <laughs> that finger that finger's pretty long, Taylor. <laughs> um do you consider Star Wars and Star Trek sci fi or fantasy? They're sci fi fantasy. They're sci fi fantasy. So They're science fantasy. Okay. So that I guess that would be my But I would also consider Ava- Avatar to be science it fantasy. Is not yet. So yeah. So I think like, I think um, that's a also a good point with Star Wars, except Star Wars is like still like there are uh, aliens are like peripheral in Star Wars almost, sure. I feel like yeah. for the most part, like the cast of characters, characters are like humans. Yeah. And like we have some like you know we got Chewie he's like a sidekick but mm-hmm. we like can't understand him mm-hmm. you know like we and like the the robots but I don't I don't know something feels different because Avatar it's like the alien characters are somewhat a lot more central yeah and sensual to the actual plot and sensual mm-hmm. aren't aren't they like also like seven to nine feet tall too or something like they're ginormous gigantic i I forgot about that until there's like a scene where uh (laughs) what's her name zoe saldana's uh navi character like goes to find sam worthington and she's like 12 feet tall and i was like oh right they're gigantic i forgot (laughs) yeah they're huge (laughs) but yeah so i don't i don't know it's just like um I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm very willing to be wrong about this. I just don't sense it as like this cultural thing that people who do like the first movie seem to think that this one is going to be. It just, I don't sense the fervor for like more Avatar. I just don't get why it's this is happening now 13 years after the first one came out. That's the other thing is like what what stopped him from making a sequel in 2006 or like, you know, yeah. whatever. like just some amount of time. 2006. Well, 2012. <laughs> why didn't he? <laughs> why didn't he travel back in time and make? Why the didn't he? He should have done the, a time machine. He should have done the Star Wars thing and made the middle three. You movies. know, when this would have done really well. 1934. Dude. It was a different time then, but blue people. I don't think white people were ready to see blue people on screen yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think it's that way. Um, Not valid. 2016 is what I was trying to say. Like it. It's just like yeah. There's like space. You can space them out, but 13 years is a long time. It's a long time. No. Okay. I was briefly scrolling through the Wikipedia, my phone, while we were talking. Uh huh. This idea. James Cameron's idea for Avatar. Guess when he had it? Um, the like the original idea for Avatar. Yep. Nineteen eighty-six. Nineteen ninety-four. Oh wow! So it's like that's interesting too, because mm-hmm. it's like it's James Cameron. Didn't James Cameron do um, Titanic? He did Titanic, and he did the Terminator. So it's like, why also did it take <laughs> so long? For him to do, oh gosh, I don't know. He was sitting on the set of T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Arnold's talking to him, James, what do I do in this scene? And he can't get his mind off of these blue people that he's going to have (laughs) fuck on screen by having their tails touch, right? Isn't that how they do it? Is it the tail or is it part of their hair? Like something in their- Oh, it's the braids, you're right. The braid, right? Yeah. 
It's hot. It's hot. So hot. <laughs> Meanwhile, get out of the way. You're about to be terminated. Mm. This is wild. I don't know. Yeah, it's just so interesting to think about Avatar because it's like, okay, the worldwide gross was $241.6 million after five days. Mm-hmm. It crossed $1 billion mark on the 19th day of its international release, making it the first film to reach this mark in only 19 days. So it became the fastest. That's such a stupid way to phrase that I sentence. Know. What? It's also like... I, I don't think that people quite take into account that uh, 3D tickets were like $30 or something. At the, oh, like, true. They were, like, if you think movie ticket prices are a lot now, like, the amount for, like, a 3D movie was... It was unreal. Bana- bananas. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it became the first film to earn over $2 billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. First film to gross over $700 million in the U.S. and Canada. After only 72 days of release, which is wild. I mean, it was so wildly successful and it's wildly huge. It popular. It's huge, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But what the... what? <laughs> it just doesn't really exist in the zeitgeist all that much. Here we go. Despite the film's financial and critical success, some journalists have questioned Avatar's cultural impact or lack thereof. Yeah, it's weird. Like, there's not... I mean, I'm sure there were, but like, there's not like <clears throat> comic books about it. They don't... Yeah. Like, I don't... There might have been a video game about it, but if there was, it was not successful. It's just like it just doesn't exist in the way that like a lot of like pop culture things just kind of even peripherally yeah. exist. Yeah, it kind of feels like it could have been like a new Star Wars right. type, a new Lord of the Rings type. Yeah. Like franchise. Yeah, like there'd be somebody spinning off a TV show or Something, but you know, and also it could just be that James Cameron is just very precious about his IP and doesn't let anything get made about him. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it's not like he did that with the fucking Terminator. Like, there's been like 16 Terminator movies, and all of them have been bad since the second one. So yeah, but did he do Terminator? Like, not you know what I mean? Like, was Mm -hmm. Terminator his brainchild? I don't know. I I can't remember if he was just like the director of it or if he like really was super hands-on with creating it let's see terminator 2 judgy day produced by cam written by cam directed by cam really it's terminator yeah wow man is james cameron like good is he good (laughs) what do you mean like is he like a good guy or i don't know i just feel like james cameron is like a meme to me yeah He's also, uh, he goes under the pseudonym Cameron also, and he did Hey Ma as well. Huh. Oh, yeah. He wrote the script, sold the script so he could direct the movie. What on earth? Yeah, you've never heard the song that he did? He did a song? Yeah, here, let me play a little bit of it. James Cameron. No. I don't think this song gets uh, memed enough either. That's true. I agree with that. I, I feel like it was... Uh, it should, in, in the way that uh, I feel the same with Avatar, it should have more of a cultural, tu- like, it should be more <laughs> of a cultural touchstone. Like, if pe- whenever somebody says, hey, mom, someone should say, hey, mom. what's up? <laughs> Let's slide. All right. That's funny. Oh, man. I don't know. Cameron, also, he did the screenplay for um, Titanic, too. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very smart, creative guy. I just yeah. Um, what the heck? I just don't. Uh, I don't buy that these four sequels are all going to be hits. Cameron is regarded as an innovative film filmmaker in the industry, as well as not easy to work for. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck to uh... Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver. 
uh, and all the rest of the cast who are going to have to endure this man for the next like 10 years of their lives. I wonder if there's something like a Hollywood insider type explanation for this of like, is there somebody that's not that was in the original movies, but is not in the sequ- in these new sequels? Hmm. Let's do some sleuthing. thing. Because I wonder if <laughs> there's somebody willing in to the spill? original. Hmm. If like somebody's willing to spill about him or what? No, you- no. Here's my theory: is that because you know maybe <clears throat> James Cameron always wanted like had like a whole like story and wanted like sequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when they filmed Avatar, they like had like actors, you know, sign right contracts ah. that like would have looped them into sequels made within a certain time frame mm-hmm. after like the original. And James Cameron didn't want to work with someone. So they like, waited for the contract to lapse. I see. That That's seems, my current theory. That seems like a lot of like, It seems very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's Hollywood, so I wouldn't be that surprised. But the only person I can see on this uh, particular cast list that doesn't exist in the second movie that was in the first one is Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, how dare he? But she, She's she, wonderful. She died in the first one. Oh. But so did other, so did other characters that are coming back in the second one, so... I don't know what that's about. Oh, J- oh my God. Jemaine from Flight of the Concords is going to be in the second one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jemaine. I just watched a... I, that's so funny. I was just watching a Flight of the Concords blooper reel on YouTube, and he's so much more giggly than I would have expected because he's... Like, every time he plays a character, he's very, like... He's always the very dry. straight, Yeah. yeah. Like he delivers everything very dryly, and so like seeing him be like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I didn't expect that from him. He's he's a very giggly little man, little goofball. Yeah, he's a goofball. Okay, I did Google a little bit, and immediately my theory was proven wrong. Oh, because this first sentence of this is Avatar: The Way of Water. Director James Cameron has revealed that the film's ensemble cast is the reason the franchise will have so many sequels. Wow. Cameron marked that working with the main cast is what led him to want to make further installments. Wow. So he, it wasn't I just, that he had great ideas. He just really likes working with. Yeah. I just look back on everybody's work and Jim just so grateful to have had an opportunity to work with these amazing people. And I think that's why I promptly went out and wrote another and another and another avatar. I just wanted to continue with this family, which is such a great, great experience. You know, we've been kind of clowning on Jim here. Jimmy G, Jimmy C. Yeah. Um, that's cute as hell. Like That's the idea that cute. you really liked working with all these people and just like, I'm going to do more with this. Like I really had fun doing this. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like what our podcast is. Right. <laughs> we liked, we like giggling with each other so much. Like, just, Hey, what if we scheduled it? Yeah. What if we had scheduled giggle time? What if we had scheduled, <laughs> scheduled giggle time? That oh, is what it is though. Hang on. Speaking just of. Pointing. <laughs> I got our Spotify wrapped for the podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. Let me see if I can uh how delightful. Yeah, if I can pull this up in a successful way for us to watch this. Together. together. We can watch it together. Uh while this is pulling up, um, the temptations thing that I was thinking of earlier. Oh yeah. Was uh there's a the comedy bang bang TV show. Um they did a sketch where it was the um you, you know there's a time where movies were like there's a bunch of like jukebox musicals like um they would do like a movie based on the songs of somebody so like uh yeah. was it uh the like the Elton John movie and yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Frank Sinatra one too. Yeah, so they uh, the joke was that they're gonna they would do one based on the Temptations, but they could only get the rights to one song, which was just my <laughs> imagination. So they would like sort of like start with, I gotta you know I just gotta tell you guys about something. I I met this lady this weekend, and I think she's gonna be my girl, but it was 
just my imagination. So like they would tease like going into a different song, but just go right into just my imagination is very funny. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna share my screen. And together, this is so exciting. We're gonna look at our <laughs> Spotify Wrapped. Are you ready? Ooh. Okay, Wrapped for podcasters by Spotify. Counting down from counting up from to a hundred. What's happening? Why is this counting up? I think it's loading. Oh, okay. That's not very clear. I, <laughs> I was like, what do these numbers mean? This is the amount of people who have given us zero stars. hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's we... not. That's also not the year. That's the amount of people who hate the show. Two thousand. Oh god. Oh, God. A lot of graphics coming up. There's our logo. Yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, look at their little logo. Okay. Let's Yay! jump in. Our wrap Dive in. In 2022, you did your thing. The people loved it. Oh, stop it. The people. people. Stop that. Like a ninja star there. Yeah, this is a little bit overwhelming. We created... 1,137 minutes of new content. That's a lot. That's a lot. 1,137 divided by 92%, 60. That's... More than 92% of other creators in our category. Mm, they're slacking. They're slacking. 19 hours. Also, like, we do one every other week. Come on, people. Yeah, like, get together. Oh, Spotify's clapping for us. That's nice. Cute. Cute. And... Secrets out, Spotify. We have your, we have your offices bugged, so we could hear it. Ooh! Oh, this is fun. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think? Can is our... you guess your number one? Yeah. So this is they're asking which ones are number one episode. So we have being fast food eaters, being the wheel of time viewers, or playing video games. Which one do you think it is? Uh, I'm gonna say. I hope it's being fast food eaters because that was a good one. Yeah. Do we guess? Do you click on it? Da, 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 da. Got it. Boom, baby. Nice. Good. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. 230% more streams than your average episode. Dang. We got to talk about food more often. <laughs> yeah, we, got a, we found an audience <laughs> of that episode. <laughs> That's all Nicole sharing it with her dietitian friends. <laughs> Our podcast loves to travel. Aw, wow. where to? Let's find out where in the ooh, world. Ooh, ooh, ooh. These graphics are really sending me. Four countries. Indonesia. What's the wow. other one? Because they list our top three are United they, States, yeah. Canada, and Indonesia. There's one more. Maybe we can get, okay. So wait, wait look, on the, on, look the... on the map. Yeah, okay, watch the globe. Okay, there's Indonesia. And that's it. <laughs> right. And then United States and Canada. Where's the fourth? Maybe they're lying to Maybe us. Maybe they're lying to us. Oh, well, no. Dang that's it. okay. Wow. That's All cool, right. though. Next, next slide, Spotify. Next slide. Oh, God. Something magical happened between September 4th and September 10th. Ooh. Everybody took a break for September 11th in uh, the <laughs> It's a Virgo season. Uh, we had 177% more listeners compared to the average week during that week. So. Was that when our fast food episode came out? Uh, I thought it said that was like July. What was the September oh. episode? What was that one? Interesting. What are nerd dumb listeners like exactly? I can picture them. Picture them in your mind. Look in the mirror. Okay. Let's see. So September, let me pick that slide while I look at this. That would have been <laughs> the episode that came out previous to that for that week was the episode where you read out the books you had been reading. <laughs> <laughs> the people love books. What kind of freaky listeners do we have? Uh, let's see. They like to eat. They like to read. I like them. <laughs> Our podcast listener personality is the enthusiast. Aww. Our listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they are among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. 
That's so cute. Stop it, you guys. You guys are such sweeties. Have you been working out? Well, (laughs) I mean, uh, let's see. Have you been working out? I did. I did go to the gym yesterday, actually. That's creepy. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. 75% more followers, 33% more listeners, and 7% more hours of content. Wow, 75% more followers. That's cool. I think also, like, we joined Spotify really late last year. So I think that's, it It could oh, help. But that's okay. Off. We can still feel good about it. Yeah, I feel great. Also, it's funny to think about how, like, if we had four listeners, 75% more would still be. <laughs> it's like six. <laughs> we went four to six or something. <laughs> so... Let's see. We have we're in a You're a top 10 podcast for 9 fans. You're a top 5 podcast for 6 fans. And, and we're it... the number 1 podcast for 3 fans. Wow. Okay, one of those 3 is Amanda. Yes, cuz we're the only podcast she listens <laughs> we're the to. The only podcast she listens to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That's why. I, also a wild thing that uh, we would be the only podcast somebody would listen to. Yeah, that it makes no sense to me. It's, it's no sweet. offense to us. It's sweet. And no offense it's to very sweet. Amanda, who we are. Yes, person, but it's very sweet. You and I both listen to so much. I listen to like 23 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to like. At least two to three podcasts a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't be... I can't exist in silence. No. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what does that say? It says... No, I don't want to share it. Oh, this is the stuff. 22 episodes. There we go. Four countries. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's our wrap. That's so cute. Can you download that and send it to me? I think so. I can at least... Hmm. I'll figure it out. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to do it now. Yeah. But... Oh. Oh. That's so fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so, who knew? Who knew? Also, being in the top 10 podcast for nine people... Thanks. Thank you. I can't, like, truly, I was like... I can probably think of, I mean, off the top of my head, I can, I, you know, we'd know. Maybe like three or four people. Yeah. But nine is. Nine is oh big God. league. People love us. Thank you. So sweet. Oh my God. You people are so sweet. Um, so this episode is going to be the last one to come out before Christmas. Oh, wow. Do you. I cannot believe that it is December 15th. It's, it's not just that it's December, but it's now That 10... it's halfway through December. I'm yeah. going to like, ugh, ugh. You just posted on your IG about how you just started planning out yeah. your month. <laughs> I know. And Amanda texted me. It was like, hey, you okay? Oh. <laughs> I had to text her back and be like, I'm fine. I just wish there were more than 24 hours in a day. I know. Or that I didn't have to sleep. <laughs> She's so sweet. Either one. She's so sweet. Um, do you like Christmas music? I don't think I know this about you. Um, I like Christmas music when I'm out and about. Yeah. Like you would not I just sit and jam to Christmas music. Correct. The only Christmas music that I would sit, I sit and jam to, I listen to two Christmas albums. Nope. Three. I listen to three Christmas albums, mm-hmm. pretty much, that I really enjoy. Do you want to guess? Um, God. If you get one of the three, I think gosh, it'd be pretty impressive. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Okay. Do I, like, is it, okay, can I guess or get a hint? Are they, like, an artist doing a Christmas album, or is it, like, like you know, uh, like a, a Christmas concept thing? What does that mean? Like the Muppets do like a Christmas album or something. No, it's no, no, like a no. Band, it's but... no, it's all, it, all three of them are like artists doing Christmas albums. Who aren't traditionally Christmas Correct. Bands. I have no fucking idea, but I, um, <clears throat> hmm. 
Uh, well, I'll give okay. you. I'll give you one. Okay. One is Michael Bublé's Christmas album. Wow. I sometimes forget that he's not just a Christmas artist. To be <laughs> frank with you, he does so much Christmas music. Um, <laughs> okay. He does. He does great Christmas songs. And man, funny guy and a great voice and very handsome too. Yeah. Very. Yeah. What a little cutie. Yeah. Um. I think like one of the first times I became aware of him was when he was on SNL with John Hamm. Yeah. And they did the Ham and Bubbly. Oh. Sketch <laughs> and it just what a what a cute little package. Yeah. A little something for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you like seen that little... sketch? No, I haven't. Ham it's, and Bubbly. It's um, it's they've opened a restaurant together, <laughs> where uh, it's like John Hamm, but John Hamm plays like a fucking bully in it, and like B- Michael Bublé is like just a complete like. He's being forced into this project with him, and so it's uh-huh. he keeps saying like, "Here at Ham and Bubbly, we bubble." He's like, "It's it's Bubbly." He goes, "Well, for the name of the restaurant, it's Bubbly." So you're Michael Bubbly. He's just like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> okay." And he like performs <laughs> nightly, and like part of the gag is that like he starts singing one of his songs, but he's like asking for help in the song until like John Ham's like Aww. working behind him. It's it's really I'll send it to that's you. That's pretty funny. funny. Yeah, that's pretty good um okay, yeah so- michael Bublé's christmas album mm-hmm. let's see when did it come out probably came out when i was like yeah 2012 mm-hmm. Not bad. um the other one that i listened to is uh mariah carey's christmas album oh, of course naturally i yeah. love mariah yeah um which is funny because i was telling one of my friends like one of my friends was like what's your favorite christmas album i was like mariah carey's christmas album yeah. and they were like they're like i didn't even know she had one i was like Are- what <laughs> What do you mean? And they were like, well, I knew that one song, but I thought that was just the song. And uh-huh. I was like, no, it's uh, no. What? No. <laughs> I was like, educate yourself. <laughs> I would think. And in fact, like I would actually assume for a lot of people of maybe not my age, but around your age would associate her more with Christmas than her actual like pop songs. Cause those yeah. surprisingly don't get a lot of like radio play. Even though she has some fucking bops, like her, like her, uh, like fantasy, regular, yeah, yeah, sing, sing. Oh my god, you should see me when I put Mariah on. Like I, so uh, yeah, and her Christmas album came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so that's like right after I was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom is like a huge Mariah Carey oh. fan, so I like grew up with yeah. like listening to Mariah Carey. Um, I like had um, what was the name of that one album? Uh, Charm Bracelet, I think. Let's see, looking on it right now. I got Charm Bracelet when, like, ooh, it's not on Spotify. Ooh, ooh, what's happening? Ooh. Wait, what's going on? Oh wait, I'm starting in the opposite direction. <laughs> yep, Charm Bracelet came out in 2002. I got that on CD and listened to it on repeat for years. <laughs> And then the Emancipation of Mimi. Is, I also got that one on CD. Charm Bracelet. Does that have um, Heartbreaker on it? No. Okay, I'm looking through the track list. I don't think actually think I've heard this one before. Oh yeah, and Butterfly. <laughs> I also had that one on CD. Ugh, yeah. People need to need, people need to get on the Mariah train. I think. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, so Mariah Carey's Christmas album, also every album. (laughs) (laughs) As it turns out, every single one of hers. Um, Yeah. Man, we should talk about uh, uh, Mariah Carey. The cultural impact, I feel like, of Mariah Carey is also not felt super deeply. No, she's a. Yeah, she has some absolute just bangers rushing bangers yeah that's yeah and her i you know i really want to read her um she came out with a memoir like a year or two ago i want to say did she yeah pretty recent the Um, publication of mimi the (laughs) public that's very good thank you oh man right carrie memoir yeah the meaning of mariah carey is the name of it it was it came out in 2020 
Um, yeah, she's really interesting because I feel like it's also she's like a little bit treated as like um a little more she's memeified. Well, so, oh boy, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> she's like a me. She's but she's like a meme now because people pretty much like nowadays, like you were saying, I feel like only know her for all I want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also readily embraces that like Queen of Christmas yeah. title. Um, she tried to trademark and, like she's it. in, yeah, and she's done some. She tried to, but yeah, she didn't. She I did. think yeah. right. Um, and then she's done some songs recently with like Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. but I think like her, like her voice just changed so much since she was you know like it. forty years younger. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense. She's had kids. Like, women's voices change a lot when they have kids mm-hmm. and, like, you know, all this stuff. And so I think, like, she can't quite do the things that she used to be able to do. Yeah, just, and like, so, the high notes that she hits, like, at the beginning yeah, of, like, her fantasy. Whistle notes. We're just, like, it's, like, yeah, it's a whistle note. You're right. She can't do that anymore, but she should yeah. also, like, not be able to. She's <laughs> an old Yeah. Girl. She's been doing that She's, for a long time. Yeah, she's like in her fifties now, so yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, she in her fifties. Old is she? That seems right. But she, I think she's also one of those people that like. Yeah, fifty three. Um, like she came about so much in the nineties mm-hmm. that like a woman who knows what she wants and like demands certain things in the way that like every fucking male performer does. She got labeled as like the the diva like she like yeah that's true you know? yeah and so like i she think was. she was considered hard to work with yeah. by some people and got that perception just because like she asked for stuff and like in the you know i'm i'm sure she was probably not kind but she did it in the same way that a lot of like men of the same era did and they were just yeah. like yeah they're assertive they know what they want but like when a woman does it she's labeled as difficult and the diva mm-hmm. so i think like that sort of perception also kind of followed her around for a long time too, which was she's hard to work with or she's, you know, mean to people or something. And it's just like, no, it's just, she has boundaries for herself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think it's interesting too, because I, I, and this is part of why I want to read her memoir. Yeah. Cause I think she talks about this too, is that she's also um, biracial. Yeah. And so also coming up into like superstardom in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, too, as as kind of like walking that line mm-hmm. of like two different communities too. I, I think she talks about that in her memoir too. That I think would be interesting. I I love her. Yeah. I I love her. I know like I don't know. She's great. I got she's really, an icon. I got really annoyed. Um, like I feel like one of the last in earnest things I posted on Facebook was like three years ago <laughs> or whatever, and it was the first time she she did one of those uh like Halloween turned to Christmas videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, she went to bed, and it was Halloween, she woke up, and it was November 1st, and she's in, like, Santa gear, and, like, Santa's calling her on the phone, and she knows, it's time, and I posted that on Facebook of just, like, the the queen has spoken or something. Yes. And, like, somebody I knew in high school, and, like, have not conversed with since then, comments, I got so annoyed with this, I don't know why, but all all he commented was, this ain't it, chief. And I was like, I was just like, you need to fuck all the way off. Like, I don't know what your problem is, but if Mariah says it, it's true. Yeah. And also don't use this like crusty ass meme, you know, thing on me right now. Yeah. Get out of here. No, I get it. I hate it when people perceive me and decide to comment on it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it, Leave me especially alone. when they try to be cute about it. I'm like, no, only I can be cute. You shut up. Also, like, don't consider this like a moment where you can dunk on me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You Mariah Carey is a queen. Right. I'm ahead of you on this one. You are behind, and I'm sorry, but this is not a moment for you to get a dunk in on me. I will not allow it. All right, so... The last Christmas album that I like will oh, yes. will, will listen to. Uh-huh. Bully. Do you have any guesses? So I didn't. Michael Bublé, Mariah Carey. Like I love their Christmas I, albums. I feel like it's going to be like a band that would like people would be like, oh my gosh, they have a Christmas album. 
Great. Great. Um, <clears throat> Emphatically nodding. In Faya. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest knowing smile on your face while you're nodding. Uh, I don't know. Go for it. The bare naked ladies. The bare naked ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I love their Christmas album. Bare naked for the holidays. Yes, it's it's so, so good. It's so good. Because <laughs> it's not just Christmas songs too. Like they have Hanukkah right. songs on it. Ugh. I am so happy you said that. Yeah, and Michael Bublé is on one of the songs too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have Christmas songs. They do like renditions of like uh, different like Old Lang Syne and um, I have a little dreidel. Uh, Rudolph, God rest ye merry gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's just so. It's such a good album. Yeah, I love it so much. I used to have. I mean, I used to have all of these on CD, and now I don't know where any of them are. They're right. probably all garbaged but do you have i mean other than maybe a computer or i don't know do you have a thing that will play a cd yeah i have um a 2012 macbook pro okay that has a C- cd drive yeah in it mm-hmm. um but my car has a cd okay drive mine does too actually i shouldn't scoff at the idea of a. <laughs> no but I, actually i think like that was one of the first things that when i got my car i was surprised by yeah because your like, your car is not CDs? that old. No, my car's 2019. Yeah, but I was like, I would have thought that this would be over. Yeah, just a USB jack. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> but actually, God. it is a little surprising, and I think it's also it's uh, I think it's one of the ones that does a multi like it's a multi. Yeah. CD. Yeah changer thing like it's a, like you have like the ability to put in like six maybe CDs. i should get maybe <laughs> you know what okay oh, i what i need to do is i need to get michael buble mariah carey and the bare naked ladies uh-huh. like holiday cds mm-hmm. and just keep them in my car at all times yeah <laughs> um but yeah but I yeah think- so to answer your question i enjoy christmas music because i think it fits the vibe when i'm out and about yeah I don't actively listen to Christmas music on my own. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy it while when I'm out and about. But I will say I'm starting to get to that age where any like new Christmas song that comes out, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Ugh. What I'm is like, this? I don't want to hear that. I really want Taylor Swift's Christmas song to be better. The Christmas tree Did farm she, song. Oh, she has a Christmas song? Yeah, it's it's Did it just come out or something? No, it's been on for a couple of years. Uh, oh, Christmas I've tree literally farm. never heard of it. It's not good. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's like, for what she means to our culture, I want it to be better. better. Yeah. Do you want it to be a, Mar- a Mariah Carey Christmas album? Yeah. <sighs> I I mean this with the absolute utmost respect, but she doesn't have the range. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, I think she has a very, like, Taylor Swift has a very specific, like, range she can do. Mm-hmm. And I think with a lot of the Christmas songs that are out there, you know what would be cool is if she did like a folklore and Evermore-esque Christmas album. Yeah. Like one of a little hipster, a little mm-hmm. indie folk Christmas album. Like she can, she would nail that. Yeah. I think the problem with Christmas Tree Farm is it sounds too much like she was trying to get something that would go in a commercial. Mm, I've n- I haven't heard it. Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. 2019 it's only got 99 million plays ew only talk to me when it's broken that billion mark taylor but i mean like to like to compare it like everything on midnights has been played more than that right right (laughs) it's just that's surprising it's just not a it's just not like a you know it's not a hit yeah i'm like I think even the most like hardened Swifties would say it's probably not their like the kind of Christmas song they would hope she would make. What kind of Christmas song do you want her to make? I think I like your idea of like a folklore like type of Christmas song. Not something that's like ethereal and depressing, but just something that like I don't like know. Like the bare naked ladies. Like the bare naked ladies. <laughs> They're such a fun band. I I think like if there's like a top five bands that I really want to see live, I feel like the bare naked ladies are on it. Yeah. They're fun. I, yeah, I really 
really like them because they also did. Let's see, I'm trying to find the ugh, uh, Spotify. Is there a way to? Oh, there is a way. Ah, wow. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Um, yeah. Oh, that's what it's. Snack time. Oh, their kids their album. Kids album yeah. is also so fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I was like really into the bare naked ladies for a while. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, well, it's just I feel like it's a band that I just like never hear anyone <clears throat> talk about. I think because they just don't do that much. Like they they come out with stuff like they re-released Bare Naked for the the holidays like yeah, this year. This year. Um but I don't know, like they put out music and I feel like one it generally doesn't get a ton of play. Um, yeah i mean oh wow yeah bare naked for the holidays like the most played song is well okay their their rendition of god rush you Mary gentleman has been played a good bit which makes sense yeah um but like yeah they're all like hovering around a million plays or less i also forgot that they did the theme song to uh big bang theory which probably keeps like probably like will keep them and their children and their children's children like wealthy for yeah, the next like that's true million years but yeah the bare ladies they're a good band they're very fun yeah i like them another i think great set of guys <laughs> i think so too i've i've heard some un- unfortunately like they had a breakup with um the the lead singer with the glasses like that they mm. kind of had the the interchangeable lead singer like is either him or the guy with the black hair Stephen Page? Yeah, I think so. Maybe? I feel like he's had, like, they had sort of an not amicable breakup with whoever left the band. Like, I feel like he... Yeah, yeah, departure of Page. Yeah. Um, And I feel like he's unfortunately had kind of a... Not a great relationship with the band, but I, I sort of feel like that was on him more than uh, them. Uh, wait, maybe it wasn't him. I'm just, like, looking at the Wikipedia and everything seems pretty, like... Oh, wait, maybe. I don't know, maybe it's not... It's not, like, completely fine, but it's, maybe it's not as worse as you were talking about. Yeah. Because one of the brand members is quoted, like, when asked about Paige's departure, Tyler Stewart said, We don't keep in touch, but we, but we certainly wish him the best, and there's a goodwill there. Yeah. <clears throat> and it says that they oh i found it i found it i found the drama i found the drama yes page commented in august of 2011 that around the subsequent time of his arrest for cocaine possession that the band was no longer the joyous place that it once was but it hadn't been joyous for a long time before that it wasn't that we didn't put on good shows we still had a great time on stage every night he added but it became a place where work was just about the stress and not the end product so it sounds like amicable breakup but it seems like there was just a lot of like tension yeah more than there being anything nefarious except for obviously cocaine parties huge cocaine parties i mean it it's yeah it sounds like it's too bad uh that kind of feels like maybe he was like because the band continued without him yeah um so i don't know yeah but bands do that there are a lot of bands that do that yeah the lead, because he was like the lead singer, right? Yeah. And he, the, a lot of bands will just kind of like the lead singer will depart and they'll keep going. Maybe none so, well, I don't know. I was going to say, a lot of the bands I listened to in high school that happened to, like uh, Chiodos had that happen. The lead singer kind of left. Johnny, mm. Johnny Craig? Uh, I don't know. All those, all those like, like, emo punk bands i feel yeah. like that happened to all of them like the lead singer would like go solo or go do a different project and the rest of the band would just find a different front man and move on right i mean the most famous one creed and alter bridge right i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know about that one i don't know that much about creed come on scott staff <laughs> left creed and then the rest of the band went off and made alter bridge oh come on know. Oh, they're from Tallahassee. Creed is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. 
I only know Alter Come Bridge. Come on, Chelsea. I only, I only know Alter Bridge because they Alter Bridge uh, did a wrestler's theme. Excuse me, theme song. Ah. Uh, well, meanwhile, Scott Stab did like a solo thing. Who was the wow. former lead singer? Oh man, this is also juicy. Is it? Yeah. Well, Ooh. it's a little sad. Oh. So the lead singer Scott Stapp mm-hmm. sounds like he was having issues with um, addiction to alcohol and pain meds, which is really sad. Bummer. And that eventually they had a lot of things. Uh, in addition to that, culminated when they had a concert on December 29th, 2002, which ultimately led to the band's disunion because mm. four disappointed concert goers filed a lawsuit against the band. Oh. Th- saying that they were so intoxicated or medicated that they were unable to sing the lyrics of a single Creed song. Damn. That sucks. Oh. Also, I think that case is just missed, but sure. I think that seems like it was a um, accelerant for the band yeah. uh, breaking apart. Yeah. Regardless of breaking if the up. lawsuit goes through or not, that's sort of a bummer thing to have levied against you, which is... Yeah, that sucks. Y'all are too fucked up to finish a song and we're mad at you. Yeah, and we want our money back, yeah. probably. Um, Which I also understand going to a concert that you probably paid a decent amount of money for mm-hmm. and being excited and then having it be really disappointing. Yeah. Man, this uh this bonus episode is really not a fun one. <laughs> We're talking about a lot about bands breaking. A lot up about and... music. Music's fun though. We talked it about our Spotify. Fun. I love... our, our Spotify wrapped was fun. That's true, that's true, that's true. That's true. I'm just focusing on the sad parts. <laughs> You're fo- you focus too much on the negative, Taylor. You're right, you're right. I need to I need to focus on our Spotify wrapped and the bare naked ladies. And the bare naked uh, ladies. Uh having album. a Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> uh real quick before we go. Do you yeah. have a favorite Christmas movie? Um the f- only thing that jumped to mind was Elf. Elf is very fun. Um I honestly oh <laughs> So the one that I've probably seen the most, though, mm-hmm. is um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've seen that movie every year. Do you want to guess how many times I've seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Okay, it's either going to be zero or 700. Yep, I knew it. I zero. knew it was going to be zero. Zero. What if it was just like, <laughs> no, I've seen it like five times. Just a really <laughs> basic, boring answer. Yeah, I, I think don't... it's one of those movies that is like not actually funny unless you thought it was funny when you were a kid, a long time ago. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Chevy Chase's comic timing is good for me. I don't think he's very funny. Yeah, and I feel like that movie relies heavily on Chev, and I just don't find him that funny. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that. Yeah, for my dad, really loved that movie. It's our parents' he, well, generations, he, like that generation, like our parents and aunts and uncles. Yeah, and National Lampoon, because he loved he loved Vacation. Yeah, they love those movies. And so, like they he loved, and so when we would watch Christmas Vacation every year. Yeah. Every year, and like, and and now because I grew up doing that, and now I'm like, not it's not something I seek out, but like mm-hmm. when it's on, I'll watch it sure. just because like it's like. It's familiar. I don't know, sometimes. It's familiar. It's yeah. comforting. It's not, I don't have to think during it. It's just, it's on. And yeah. I know, like, I can probably recite that movie, like, by heart. Because yeah. I've, it's just, I've seen it so many times. And, uh, yeah, like, my parents think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah. And there are a couple of good, there are a couple of, like, pretty funny, like, things that happened in it. But I don't know. So yeah. probably that one. Is also probably a favorite, but for nostalgic purposes, yeah. more than I thinking it's an actually good movie. Mm-hmm. You know what was good though was vac- the most recent vacation. Oh, the John Daly written one with uh, Ed Helms. Yeah, yeah, with Ed Helms. Yeah, that one was good. That one was pretty funny. 
I haven't seen it either, but I heard good things. That one's good. I would, I, you don't have to have watched, I feel like, any of the vacation movies. Like, as long as you know the premise of the vacation movies, wrong, it's, right. yeah, it's the sun. And yeah. so, like, you just, it, but that movie legitimately was pretty funny. And I thought I had low expectations going in because I thought it was going to suck. Yeah. But it was fun. Cool. My wife what about and, you? Do you have a favorite? Uh, well, my wife and I just watched Muppet Christmas Carol last night or two nights ago and i i love that movie i think it's not one of the the strongest muppet movies but um it's it's really funny to me because michael Caine plays scrooge in it yeah that's a good movie i haven't seen that in so long yeah but he told them that he's just gonna i'm gonna play it like i'm doing a shakespearean like play like i'm not i'm not going to do any you know i'm not gonna you know like He's going to play it straight the entire time. And he's so fucking good in it. <laughs> and it does like, it works well because, you know, you've got the Muppets around him. It's also maybe the Muppet movie that features the least amount of Muppets. Like they're, they really don't yeah. do a lot. Cause you know, Gonzo is Charles Dickens, um, which is always a very funny thing. He's like, I'm going to be Charles Dickens. And Rizzo's like, no, you're not. You're Gonzo. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> But it's, yeah, I think it's a very, I think it's really good. The songs are not that great, but, um, gosh, favorite Christmas movie. I, I also, I think Elf is a Stone Cold classic. Elf is just so good. It's really good. It's so funny. It's so, like, genuine. Mm -hmm. It's, like, really sweet. It's Zoe Deschanel before she was Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's also Will Ferrell before he became, like, Annoying. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, he was hot off SNL where he did a lot of his like gross out stuff there. But I think Mm -hmm. he wasn't like a movie star known primarily as a gross out comic. And so it was easier then for him to be Buddy the Elf, who was himself like a very, you're right. Like it's a very sincere movie. Yeah. It's, and he's great in it. Yes. He's so good playing just like a genuine like character, mm-hmm. but it's also funny because I think also think that because like Will Ferrell is like a a fairly large person, a fairly large person, a fairly. <laughs> <laughs> and you said this episode wasn't fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a fairly large person, and so it's his like the body humor in that movie is also very good without yeah. it being like problematic yeah <laughs> i guess like instead of like repeating a shallow hell uh type yeah. situation yeah <laughs> so that like the bot like the body humor the physical humor in that movie is also very good it's just that he's giant like, like, yeah. yeah that's most of the body humor in that movie is that he is a six in a six foot five man yeah existing acting with, like, like three, a child right right yeah it's hilarious yeah you know what else is a good Christmas movie that is like I that didn't spring to mind, but is like probably a favorite is Home Alone. Home Alone. I was I I almost said Home Alone two as a joke answer because Trump's in it, but <laughs> oh yeah, he's like makes that cameo. He, he, he should in have the a hotel. bigger. He should have a bigger scene in it. God. Did you do you remember when he tried to he tried to join SAG <laughs> like like four years ago because no i don't remember that no i i choose to ignore that i think (laughs) that is so funny it's such a stupid desperate thing to do but yeah he tried to join sag because he was because of his role because he was in in home Home alone Alone 2 in like 1992 for like 15 seconds yeah he's like who's this kid and like that's a that's like roughly it no doesn't he like like show he like points. Yeah, he says right? something, and it's like, but it is like, look, there's famed real estate mogul Donald Trump, right? And he just like says something and then moves on. Like it's, he's not in the movie, but it was a simpler time. <clears throat> it was a simpler time. It was before The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, that's the turning point for him, The Apprentice. That's when people really started to notice him. I watched <laughs> The Apprentice a lot. Did you? Yeah, I never did. Yeah, but it did. It did create also a simpler time where people would just quote him by saying "You're fired" for like ten yep. years. 
Yeah, I remember because I was a kid and yeah. my mom really liked The Apprentice. So we would watch The Apprentice and I remember because Ivanka used to be like, she was on the show. Her, her and Eric uh-huh. were on the show. So uh, unfortunately. You've seen a lot of them in your life. Seen a lot of them. And like, I just remember like growing up and it being like, you know, when you're a kid and watching The Apprentice or even as an adult, I feel like watching The Apprentice, it's like, yeah. you don't really know that much about these people. Like, you know that they are successful business people, but what the term successful means is not like very clear. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have a show, you know, they have whatever, and they present this family as like very smart and Business, savvy yeah and so ivanka is was like one of my like i want to be like her when i grow oh, up no. she was like yeah i was like really because she is so pretty one and she was really smart and i still think she is really smart she's smart yeah she just sucks <laughs> yeah i mean for, and so for all of like i like in certain ways like trump is smart like I, I think he's generally a pretty stupid person, but in certain ways, he's pretty smart. Yeah, I think that he... My opinion is that I think he used to be smart. He used to be smart. That's fair. That's fair. And that I think that his brain has been addled by a combination of age, alcohol, and drugs yeah. and some like co- concoction yeah. that he... like Any respect that he now garners is now actually... Um, inherited by his previous self. Yeah. Cause... I mean, I forget who said it, but somebody was like, it's real. I mean, the thing that we learned from this like last election cycle is it's actually really hard to be Donald Trump because mm-hmm. a lot of people tried to do Donald Trump again and lost. <clears throat> and the person who was saying that was like, I mean, it's so hard to be Donald Trump. I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump's not Donald Trump anymore. Like, yeah. You see him in interviews, and he's not the same guy that he was even, like, six years ago. Right, when he was first running. Yeah. I think that... Ugh, yeah, this is terrible. It's I hate ter- it here. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, should we start We have to about- end on something better than okay. that. Okay, Um. Uh, let's talk about another Christmas movie. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got uh, Home Alone 2. No, uh... uh... Okay, actually, uh, let's let, we can end on this. The thing I was gonna say is that we should do an episode sometime about the Muppets. That's a great idea. I was obsessed with the Muppets Treasure Island when I was a kid. Oh my god, we should just like watch Muppet Treasure Island because I think that's actually one of the few I haven't seen. Oh my god, what? Yeah, it's so good. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was like seven. <laughs> I fucking love the Muppets. So even if it's not that good, I will still watch it and love it. Cause I fucking love the Muppets so much. The Muppets are great. Do you remember when Kermit testified to Congress? Kind of. Um, I also barely remember this. What did he testify about? Was it in the same way that like, uh, Mr. Rogers testified? Yeah. Like he was Kermit. <laughs> He was Kermit. Kermit testified before Congress. Okay, so on the Muppet Wiki, uh, let's see here. I'm confused. Is uh, Elmo is not a? What is <clears throat> happening? I'm also on, okay. I'm also on the Muppet Wiki, and uh-huh. all I am seeing right now is Sesame Street characters. Kermit. We helped. got Cookie Monster, Big Bird, and Elmo. They are Muppets. They are technically Muppets. They are Jim Henson creations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. But that's like. So in 2000, Kermit helped lobby for the Shambhala Wild Animal Protection Act of 2000, a proposed amendment to the United States Animal Welfare Act. Kermit appeared on Capitol Hill in March 2000 as the bill was introduced to the U.S. Congress by Representative Tom Lantos of California's 12th Congressional District speaking with the press. Kermit said that as a representative of the animal kingdom, it was important to pass the bill to prevent the contributing abuse and cruelty toxic or toward toxic <clears throat> cruelty toward exotic animals in this country. That's so cute. Yeah. Can you just talk about so and because Elmo also testified in front of Congress for something. Uh-huh. And like 
like that's the kind of stuff that makes me like feel all warm and fuzzy inside yeah. where it's like you know sometimes humans are like we're pretty cute they can do stuff that's pretty cute. we're pretty cute yeah, we're like pretty we're cute. just like you know like even like our like congress is willing to like meet with big bird right you know like ah yeah that's adorable I, more uh, of that more of that less of whatever the fuck is going on right now i will probably recite this line to you again when we eventually do an episode about the muppets <clears throat> but okay. there was a review for the was it 2011 muppets movie the one with the jason e- siegel yeah i think so and the review just started with the, the sentence i would walk through fire if kermit the frog asked me to <laughs> and it's like i absolutely 100 percent agree 100 percent agree with that <clears throat> well if you need to you know if you could just walk through this fire that'd be really great i'd be like yes. that's a really good kermit thank you i love that's the really Muppets. good thank you wow Muppets, so, yeah i would absolutely walk through fire of kermit very sheepishly asked me to Ugh. I yeah oh god we were what yeah because the the Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, Beaker and and Bunsen Bunsen and Beaker were like the people asking for donations and <laughs> you know, uh, Bunsen is like asking and just Beaker just me 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 I just like that's it's so funny to have him be the guy who's asking for a donation. I forget. Do people like is. Do people like interact with Beaker like they can understand what he's saying, or does everybody or is everybody fully like what the fuck is with that I, that guy? I kind of feel like Bunsen at least knows what he's saying. Yeah, <clears throat> in the same way that like, yeah, I think I think I it's can't just... decide which was funnier. Honestly, yeah, both are good. Both are good. Either way, it's a good. Either bit. way, it's a good bit. Good bit. <laughs> My, f- I, I. I understand there's probably maybe some Swedish people don't like him. I fucking love the Swedish chef. He's funny every time he's on screen to me. He's so funny. I remember there being, I think this is maybe also a sign. We should write a book. Okay. One. Here's my pitch. Okay. We write a book that's like, you know, seven signs you're aging or something yeah. like that. And they're all like so stupid. Yeah. But like, well, here's one of my stupid signs that I've like grown up is that I went from hating the two old men in the... Uh, Statler and Waldorf. In the op- yes, yeah. thank you. To loving them. Yeah. <laughs> and thinking they are hilarious. Yeah. I went from being annoyed by them and wishing we would go back to, like, Kermit mm-hmm. and Beaker and, like, everybody else yeah. to being, like, these... these Give them their own show. They're so funny. They're so funny. Yeah. Give them their own show. They were, by the way, in the Muppet Christmas Carol, they were Jacob and Robert Marley. <laughs> So Jacob Marley, the character who's in everyone, and then Bob Marley. I need to watch that movie. It's so I good. haven't seen that movie in probably twenty years. It's so good. You should watch it. I need to watch it. It's on Disney Plus, so it's also unreal that I can say I haven't seen something in twenty years. And have it be true. True. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's a good thing to end on. Yeah. Great. I love the Muppets. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd?